1200 presents Grassroots, the Minor Hockey Show. A look into the enriching yet complex world of organized hockey. Now with Greg Kennedy, here's Richard Berkison. Welcome back, Greg. Season four. Is that is it really season four? <laughs> That's impressive, isn't it? But season three was a we were a uh, late season pickup. The first season, were we do was the first season. Yes, we were. Yeah, we didn't yeah, do a we full. A, we season. were a late. We, we were a late draft choice, Greg. No, no, no. We replaced some other show that they ran out of town, and they brought us in later. In the <laughs> <time>. That's what. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay, sort so of like the coach who gets fired. And we were the replacement. Exactly. Exactly. We were the yeah. replacement talk show host. Anyway. Welcome okay. back to you too, Berkey. It's been a really exciting Welcome, summer, and, hasn't it? It has been. And by the way, if you're yes. keeping track, this is show number one. Oh, oh okay. Four dash one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We're, when we finished in the spring, you were having trouble keeping track beyond, I think, eight. Well, so. I, we do so many of them. They, mm-hmm. all, they all become a blur and run together. Mm-hmm. So, to, to, it has, go ahead. We, we yeah, I was going to well, say. First it, of all, you know what we need to do? We need to explain to people that we may talk over each other this this show and this season. Well, nothing's changed. You talk <laughs> over me all the time. In fact, you talk over everybody all the time. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Explain why we may do it. Why I may do it more off, and you may talk over me now. Yeah, I and I'm excited about the prospect. <laughs> what happened because, this summer well, in the world of Berkson well, hockey? <laughs> well, folks, uh, Greg is in Ottawa. And I'm in Brooklyn. Brooklyn as in L-I-N, which is a northern suburb of Whitby, and I moved here in June. So uh, I have been set up by uh, JR and uh, Sean Kelly, the engineer at TSN 1200, with his fancy, dancy, schmancy mic. Oh, yeah. And and a neat little app. And we are doing this as if we are side by each, like the bacon on the pan in the studio. We can't even see each other, so that may cause problems with the talking over part. It may, yes, but because we're the consummate professionals, oh yes, of course, it, sh- it, it should be fine. Okay, well, we oh. should say welcome to all of our listeners, returning and new. We are thrilled to have you. This is Grassroots, the Minor Hockey Show on TSN 1200. It is our fourth season. My name is Greg Kennedy. I am now the coordinator of high performance programs for Hockey Eastern Ontario, and a another long, title, yeah, a long time minor hockey coach here in HEO and ODHA and a course conductor and a mentor coach and all that sort of stuff. And you are Richard Berkison. And what are you now? I'm sitting. No. Okay, fine. Oh, what sort of titles okay. do you I carry am, now? Uh, what titles do I carry? Well, I am a lot of former things. Yeah. Um, I'm working with Oshawa Minor Hockey this year as a, as a mentor coach and a program which we will talk about in a future show because they've taken a very interesting approach to uh, uh, to how to do mentorship, which is near and dear to my heart. Yes. Um, and I'm working with the OHF, which is the largest branch in Canada, certainly, but um, is it the largest in North America? It might be. Wow. And the OMHA, Ontario Minor Hockey Association, not Orleans Minor Hockey Association. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, OMHA. Um, and working as a Hockey Canada facilitator, instructor, uh, evaluator, thing, guy. Same oh, kind of thing that I've been doing locally in, in HEO in Ottawa for uh, uh, over 30 years. Yeah, so same sort of thing. You've just changed locales. Yes. Yeah, so it'll be interesting for us and, and, and for our listeners, too, because, of course, I do the same things. We both teach clinics. We both, uh, we both run uh, mentorship programs. 
We both uh, are, are HP1 and HP2 field evaluators and exam markers or whatever you want to call us. So now yeah. we've sort of got two different uh, organizations. It'll be interesting to see what kind of differences come up or what kind of similarities come up that we can talk about over the course of the year. Well, one thing I have found out, <laughs> which yes. won't come as a surprise to you, Mr. Kennedy, yeah. is that if you if you tell people, uh, well, uh, Richard, you know, pe- people ask me, well, where are you from? I said, well, I'm originally from Montreal, and oh, okay, well, everybody knows about that. And, right. Uh, and I originally was uh, coaching director in HEO for about 31 years, better part of 30, 31 years, and they say, what's that? Yeah. Uh, it's a branch of Hockey Canada, Hockey Eastern Ontario. So they, they, the immediate reaction is, oh, Ottawa. Well, it's not, <laughs> because that's why the name was changed. There's an e but, in there. Yeah, but I mean, if you were to ask anybody in the Ottawa Valley a similar question about what's OMHA, right. well, they would think of Orleans Minor Hockey Association, <laughs> yeah. Oshawa Minor Hockey Association, uh, Ocotoks, Alberta yeah, 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 yeah. Minor Hockey. You know, people don't know, don't identify with branches at all. They don't. They have no clue. You're absolutely right. And and part of the confusion, of course, is that a a branch is a governing body in the eyes of of Hockey Canada, and each branch has a vote at the Hockey Canada table. And what people don't understand is that Ontario is so large that in all the other provinces, the branch is, you know, Hockey BC, Hockey Alberta, Hockey Manitoba. There only is the one branch or or basically a provincial governing body. But because Ontario is so large, we have three branches you know, the OHF, the Ontario Hockey Federation, ourselves here, Hockey Eastern Ontario, and, of course, uh, Hockey North. You know, we, we have three branches, so that confuses yep. people. Well, what, what has struck me uh, in my short time here, and I, as you know, I was traveling back and forth most of the winter until my house was sold, Yes. Um, that uh, how much, how, how large this area is, both in geography and in demographics, and how many kids there are playing, how many coaches there are, it's mammoth. Oh, sure. And, you know, I mean, I originated in a large area, you know, from Montreal, so that was a fairly large right. hockey-playing population there. But the GTA is an absolute beast. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. it's a monster. And, and that's the other oh, thing that, that confuses yeah. people from an administrative uh, organizational body for minor hockey that confuses people as well. The, the GTHL, which is now called the no, they, they don't call it the GTHL. No, 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 it's no. You're confused the, again. No, 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 no. What's it called now? The GTHL. The, the Greater Toronto Hockey League. The Ontario Minor Hockey Association, the OMHA. Um, yes. Uh, NOHA, Northern Ontario Hockey Association. Are you talking about the partners, yes. the yeah. member partners of... O- oh, yeah, Correct. yeah. Correct. Yeah. The yeah. Minor Hockey Association, or Minor Hockey Alliance of Ontario. Uh, those four bodies basically govern minor hockey within the OHF. So they are not actually... A branch they don't carry that kind of power, and that confuses mm-hmm. people. Really, the the GTHL is on the same level as HEO Minor. They run minor hockey within their geographic sort of. area within yeah, the OHF. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, when I when I got here and I connected with a fellow named Ron, who's the chair of the coaching program for the OMHA Ontario okay. Minor Hockey Association. Right. And Ron knew me from um, uh, some clinic here, an advanced one. I'd been a speaker at advanced sure. one here in Ottawa. Yep. Or there in there. Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. At Carleton years ago. Remember those? Uh, the yes, yes. And um, he remembered me from there. 
and he was happy to hear that I had moved into the area because he needed somebody in the eastern end of the UMHA, which is from where I am in the Whitby Oshawa area, east to Kingston and Gananoque, because they yeah. have a shortage of instructors. Okay. Now you imagine, you know, in in HEO, you, people complain about traveling forty five minutes to go to a practice or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Here, here, if you're playing competitive hockey or coaching competitive hockey, or even if you're teaching the program, traveling an hour, an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours is the norm. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks when the clinic starts tires. at 8 a.m., eh? Right? <laughs> well, I'll be asking for a motel. <laughs> he wants me to do one in Kingston. I said, okay, well, where's the Kingston Hilton? I'll stay there. All right. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, wrap up our first segment here, Berkey, and give a little tease. Sure. Our plans sure. for uh, segments two, three, and four here today. We're going to discuss what did you do for summer vacation? Beyond uh, <laughs> beyond moving away, we're going to cover a couple of clinics that uh, that Richard and I uh, each attended different coaching clinics over the course of summer, and and some other things that have come up, and maybe some new things that have gone on here within uh, within the branch in uh, in Ottawa. So with that, we'll take a break. We'll uh, wait, we'll, wait, wait, Greg. What's that? Give them the email address. Yeah, I'm just about to. It's okay. uh, it's uh, grassroots at tsn twelve hundred dot ca. Right. Bang on. And Bang on. At Coach Neg will get me on Twitter. Uh, anything else you need to say? We're not taking phone calls, so I'm not giving you any phone number. No. No. I may yet be on Twitter. I'll tell you why later. Oh, I can't wait. All right, <laughs> folks. Stay tuned. We'll be back uh, right after this. Grassroots, the minor hockey show continues right after this on TSN 1200. Welcome back to Grassroots, the minor hockey show with Richard Berkison and Greg Kennedy on TSN 1200. We are back. Greg? Se- segment two, season four, show one. Yeah, you'll never remember this no, once no. we get to November. I'm going to no. do it all year. So then I'll remember. No, you won't. <laughs> no, remember you won't remember every time. Because you're not going to write it down. Yeah. You'll, you'll okay. lose it. So, so we, we each attended um, interesting... We each had interesting hockey experiences this summer. I was at two seminars, actually. You were at uh, in Calgary. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd like to know about that. I want to query you on that. Oh, the Calgary one first. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Query. Well, first tell people what you, <laughs> why don't you tell people what you did? I uh, was involved with the national uh, under-17 team. Uh, the program has changed over the years. It is step one of the uh, Hockey Canada's program of excellence. There's under-17, then there's the under-18, and then there's the under-20, otherwise known as our national junior team. The under-17 in the in the old days was run um, either provincially, so there was a Team Ontario and a Team Quebec and a Team Manitoba and a Team et cetera, et cetera, or in certain years it was run regionally where there was a Team Atlantic, Team Pacific, Team Ontario, Team, what they call the Prairies? They didn't call them Team Prairies, did they? No, there was Alberta and Pacific. Yeah, okay. And anyway, there were five of them, and they would play against five uh, international teams, the U.S., the Russians, the Czechs, the Finns, and the Swedes. Mm-hmm. That's the one I was involved with. Yeah, and then that they would do that like every uh, three years, three years in a row, and then in the fourth year, it would be everybody across Canada got to put their own team in. Anyway, it's changed now. The under-17 program for the last three years is run nationally, and there are three Team Canadas. So the three Team Canadas are Team Canada Red, Team Canada White, Team Canada Black, they will play in the World Under-17 Challenge. Uh, it's in October in the Sioux, by the way, this year. And okay. uh, at that event, there will be the three Canadas and then uh, the uh, the U.S., the Czechs, the Finns, the Swedes, and whoever else I'm missing there. There's there's eight teams total. 
so there, there was a national training camp where there are uh, 111 players invited, and they'll split into six teams. You go a week there with uh, practices and off-ice sessions and training and the whole nine yards, and then eventually they will play games that week and then come home, and then come October they will announce the rosters for the three teams. So my first visit to Calgary was in early June, which was sort of a um, a get-together amongst the staff of all of the three teams. There, there was a total of 88 staff at this camp, Berkey, if you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was with Team Red. So again, six teams with a staff for each team of probably eight of us. And uh, it was it was a program of excellence seminar on high-performance training, on, on preparing for short-term events. So we heard presentations on the physical side and the mental side. And, uh, you know, we had technical tactical sessions and we had practice planning sessions. And Okay, I'm uh, going to stop you right there. Yes. Was given that, you know, you're coaching a AAA again this year. Yes. Um, when you go to tournaments, you know, they're generally yes. three days long-ish. Yeah. Did you, did you find that there was material presented at those seminars that you felt you could use with your tournaments? Some, yes. Uh, you have like, to remember that, that when you're going to a, a subject, a, a presentation, and the subject is preparing for a short-term event, the, the, the presenter is discussing it from it's a one-off, one-time thing, and, and included in your preparing for that event is picking your players and, and that sort of thing, whereas that's not the same thing when I go to a tournament. When I go no. to a tournament, I'm taking my team there. It's the same team I've had all yes. year. My technical, technical, tactical prep is all included in a yearly plan, and, and I don't need to do the same sort of things in a condensed time frame that these no, folks but there, do. no but there are parallels yes to uh if you know to a major tournament to uh a, a week of uh, of games where you know second place is on the line playoff round yeah most of so, what, what i what the, the beneficial material that came out of it was more so from the mental side the physical side we discussed uh, proper sleep and proper relaxation techniques and 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 having your team prepared to play physically emotionally uh mentally uh, that stuff was really important, and and uh, I I definitely got a lot out of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it, it was it was uh, very informative, and at the same time we had little mini meetings with just our staff who are going to be working with Team Red uh, and Team Green. That was the the split with us uh, down the road, uh, like a month and a half later when I, when I went back for the actual on ice camp with the players. And now, how was that experience? <laughs> we our, our listeners should know you and i have had a chat about that uh, yeah and it was <laughs> take a breath it Greg, was take a breath it was very uh arduous arduous yeah it was taxing it was uh, very difficult we your agenda had you starting at quarter to seven most mornings that was wake up and uh i would go to bed at probably midnight Long, hard days. You you got up a quarter to seven. You had a team breakfast. You got on your bus. You went to the rink, and you had a full day, uh, usually on, on the ice twice, unless it was a game. Even on a game day, we were on the ice twice because there's a game day skate. But, you know, two-a-day practices. And then off-ice sessions on everything from mental prep, again, to physical prep, to um, dealing with the media, uh, presentations on social media, and how to properly navigate your way through that as a you know, quote unquote, elite level athlete. Geez, I could have used that for Twitter, couldn't I? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was fitness testing off ice. Uh, two two days. There was the, the fitness testing was done over the course of two days. 
There was on-ice testing. There was, like I said, practices, two-a-day practices, uh, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There were individual uh, small group skill sessions where we had skill coaches assigned to each team. Mm-hmm. There was one session on ice that was just small area games. Uh, and then we played on uh, Thursday. No, we played Friday, Sunday, Monday. So we played three games. There were video sessions, of course, around those games, full pregame preparation with video sessions and special team meetings in the whole nine yards for the games. It's pretty intense. Oh, yeah. And you'd get back to the – we stayed at the University of Calgary, a lovely facility. We stayed there. You'd get back there at – you know, 10 o'clock was the earliest we ever got back. There were nights we got mm-hmm. back after 11, and you'd have your you know your team snack or whatever, and, and then we'd have a debrief with the team, and then the players got to go to bed, and then we'd have a – a staff debrief, and and I'm not exaggerating. We the earliest night I went to bed was probably 11:30. The kids must have been bagged. Too. Oh, absolutely bagged. You know, and, and I, I get it. I understand the need to. A lot of one of the presentations we heard, the theme was the 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 ability or the necessity to perform at high level on demand. You know, bring a high performance performance on demand. Um, Not to mention that it's in July, yeah. which is a low, low, low season for these athletes, whereas the tournament is at Christmas time, which is in the middle of their season. Actually, no, late own. October, but yeah. yeah. Or, well, still, it's, it's yeah. still uh, in the middle of their, you know, yeah. their hockey playing season. So. And, and it's a long, hard day, and it's like, you know, we hear it all is. these presentations about proper preparation and mental prep and physical prep and sleep and rest, and I'm thinking we're kind of ignoring all that stuff, aren't we? All week long, right. where, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we should have yeah. done this over two weeks, same schedule or same agenda items, but spread it out over two weeks or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. drop a few or something. But, but it was, um, there, there are, obviously there are pluses and minuses and things that you take out of it. Uh, I essentially was working with team green. Uh, again, they, they I thought sp- it was red. No, no red. And well, okay. Here's the way it works. <laughs> 111 players show up. They split them into groups. They split them into three groups. Essentially, they pick three teams. One is red, one's white, one's black. But you've got enough players there to make two teams. I say, got so it. red was split into red and green. White Go, was okay. split into white and gold. And black was split, in, split into black and blue. <laughs> so you were the red-green team. Yes, I was the red-green team. So the, the Named after the comedian. There you go. Yeah, sure. And That's each, the first pun of the year. Each of red, white, and black team, of course, has a head coach and two assistant coaches. So each of the assistant coaches was then the head coach of one of the sub-teams, let's call it. So, yeah. so the okay. two assistant coaches uh, of Team Red, one was the head coach of Team Red, and one was the head coach of Team Green for the purposes of the camp. And I was working with him, uh, with with our group. Okay. Does that work? Yeah, makes you sense. ate up the entire segment. Well, well, Most of it was it, the it, history of the well, U seventeen. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. people need to understand. That's, all right. That's all right. It's a pretty big deal, is what I'm trying to say. You know, and the, it is the, a big deal. The same time we're there, the U eighteen mm. team was there. Mm-hmm. The U eighteen team was about uh, maybe thirty guys max were there. They spent three or four days going through a few things. They picked their team. Uh, you know, twelve of them went home, and the rest of them got on a plane and flew over to, to Europe for the uh, for the Ivan Holinka. Now their coach is uh, the Paul. Uh, is it McFarland? Yes, he's the head, I think. head coach in Kingston. Kingston, yeah, in Kingston. Yes, yeah, because he was one of the speakers that I heard at one of the seminars I went to. He well, had just been named that day to U eighteen. Matter team? of fact, okay. Yes, yes. Well, I watched um, a couple of his practices. And yeah, very good. Yeah, no, I. Okay. You, you know, it's, it's the usual, right? Beg, borrow, steal, cheat. We're all writing down drills from other guys and picking sure. up things like that. Um, 
that's that's always the benefit of any clinic or anywhere you go. I, just, I find drills when I walk into a local rink in the middle of a Saturday. Well, that looks like sure, a good drill, and you write it down. Of course. Yeah. So Those breakout drills that the IP kids are doing are probably oh, worthwhile. Oh, I like watching when, when the novice house B guys are working on their power play. I pick up a lot of pointers there, too. <laughs> For the benefit of our new listeners, that was Kennedy's sarcasm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shall we? Now that you've teased a little the the coach clinic you were at in the summer, why don't we? Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll call it a, a a day here on segment two. We're going to take mm-hmm. a break. We'll come back for segment three and discuss both. Uh, you went to two different coaches conferences, seminars, yes. whatever, yes. and and an yep. HP one that was held here in Ottawa where I was involved. We'll come back I went and, to one of those as well. There you go. See, see, we got lots uh, to talk about. What did you yeah. do for your summer vacation? Right here on mm-hmm. Grassroots, the Minor Hockey Show on TSN twelve hundred. E- again, it's, email. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's Grassroots at TSN twelve hundred dot ca at Coach Neg. That's C O A C H N E G. No spaces, all lowercase. How was that? Very good. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Grassroots, the Minor Hockey Show continues right after this on TSN twelve hundred. Welcome back to Grassroots, the minor hockey show with Richard Berkison and Greg Kennedy on TSN 1200. We are back, Greg. Segment three of Grassroots, the minor hockey show. Season four, show one. I told <laughs> okay. you, I'm going to do it every time. Then they'll always yeah. know what show we're on. Yeah, whatever. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So you went to a couple different uh, coaching yeah. seminars. Yeah. Where'd you go? What'd you do? Well, you know, moving into a new area, it was very much like uh, when I went from Montreal to Ottawa. And uh, I remember walking into the old ODHA office at 18, was it 1896 Maryville or 1894 Maryville? And introducing myself to Al Murray, who was then the technical oh, yeah. director, yeah, yeah. just before just before um, Lettuceur was in there. Okay. Uh, not knowing anybody, of course. And it was a similar situation here. Although a few people knew me from seminars and um, hockey Canada meetings we had been to, yep. um, I popped in on an HP one uh, at Humber College, okay. which is in the far west end. Yeah, the other I side of town. Needed, I practically needed a flight to get there, but yep. uh, it's yep. like 80, eighty kilometers from my door. Um, and they had seventy-two coaches there. My purpose was to meet with Jeff Stewart, who was the OHF uh, technical director. Okay, yep. Uh, because they. Um, they need people to help with their HP1 evaluations and uh, sure. field assessments and so on. So I was talking to him. They had 72 coaches at this seminar, beautiful facility at Humber College, really, really first class. Uh, met a couple of uh, of the group uh, leaders they had. I think it was nine groups of about eight coaches. Yeah, I was going to ask how many groups or what size the groups were. I think it was nine, nine by eight. So I was talking to a couple of group leaders because they're out here in the eastern section of um, of the UMHA. Uh, I went to um, the OHL Coaches Conference here in Oshawa, or next door to me here in Oshawa. Okay. And my my purpose was purely uh, selfish. Okay, but this is a uh, second to, event now. You went to yeah, an HP1 uh, and you went to an OHF Coaches Conference. Yeah, the HP, I was only there one afternoon. It oh, okay. was early in, early in June. I was still commuting from Ottawa. All right. And uh, the OHL Coaches Conference uh, was in... Um, Later June, I think, or middle of June. All right. They had two this summer, one at Humber College and one up in Barrie, Ontario. And uh, I was talked to a couple of group leaders who are from this end of the uh, the area, right. involved with the junior team and 
trying to find out who I can, you know, hook up with and know and meet and so on and so forth, talking about minor hockey in the area and what they're doing and what they're not doing. And it was very interesting, very informative. Um, they're very uh, progressive. Well, you, you may recall, Greg, that some years ago, maybe five, six years ago in HEO, we were playing around with the idea of stealing the OMHA's coach education program blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you remember that, that at the time they had a recertification yeah, points. I was just going to say they brought in the research program first. They had a program that they started around 2011 or somewhere around there. And we were actually on the verge of doing it. And then we found out that Hockey Canada and the CAC were coming down with their program. And I put the uh, um, the kibosh on that because there was no point in duplicating it, as the OMHA did. They... Yeah, they, they changed their it. tune, but the process in which to obtain research points, uh, they, they've managed to continue with that. Anyway, I'll get to that another time. Sure. So I went to this uh, OHL Coaches Conference for the purely selfish reason of uh, meeting people. Self-promotion, networking. So, self-promotion, and the OMHA was gracious enough to uh, to foot the bill. Nice. They said to me, well, I asked the guy uh, who was in charge, and he said, uh, I said, if I want, I want to go to this thing and you know meet people and so on. He says, that's okay, we'll pay for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was two. It was two hundred bucks. Can I come next year? Uh, <laughs> well, the OMHA won't be able to pay for it, but you want to oh, stay at my oh, place, you're welcome okay. to. Yeah. Right, it was a full day. It was like nine to four ish. Yeah. Okay. They hold. This is the third or fourth one that they've held. At least. Uh, no, that's all. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think it was only the third or fourth, and I think they move it around. Sure. Uh, to various um, major So where was this one? Loca- at, at Oshawa. Oh, in Oshawa. At, okay. at UOIT, which yep. is University of Ontario Institute of Technology. Yeah, the former Durham College. No, Durham College is still there. Okay, well, for all intents and purposes, it's Durham College. Come on. No, it's not for okay, all intents and purposes. It's okay. a separate university. Anyway, you which, went ha- which shares a facility with Durham. Ah, okay. And it's uh, six kilometers from my door, so it's really perfect. <laughs> so you jogged. It was like me going from Blackburn to, uh, to Armstrong yeah. Arena. You went much. for a run. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And how um, was it? Oh. Uh, no. How honest not. is Berkey going to be? <laughs> oh, it wasn't good. <laughs> it um, it was organized by Joe Birch, who's the yes, director of uh, development or whatever it is. And, uh, well, where to start? You know, you want to get to know people. You don't know anyone there. They wanted to have 90 coaches. Okay. That was their objective. You actually had to apply. Oh, okay. So I sent in my application a week later. I'm accepted. Okay. Uh, so I figured, oh, you have to apply. They must have an awful lot of people going to this thing with a lot of experience because they have to whittle it down. When I got there, I saw there were, oh, I don't even think there were 40 coaches there. Uh, there were a couple from Ottawa, one guy I know from junior, one from minor hockey, but everybody else was local. Well, relatively local. Okay. Um, but they had no name tags. So there was no way to know who was from where unless you got, you know, bold and said, well, who are you and where are you from? Right. At the same time, they were hosting a goaltending level one clinic across the hall. For, they must have had about 40, 50 people in that. Okay. Uh, you know what that is, right? A goaltending clinic? Yeah, you know, on, the new on, level certification. Yes, goal. yes. The, yeah. instructional stream. Is that what it was? That's right. That's yes, right. That's I the one you. that, uh, okay. yeah, I had yep. Stefan Nichols yeah, do that yeah, yeah, last yeah. year. Yep, I got you. Well, they had a number of presentations by OHL coaches. Um, they had a hot stove, sort of a hot stove session that was moderated by a radio guy out from, uh, I think it was Hamilton. And they had the Hamilton coach, 
they had four four people on this panel, and they were really softball lame questions. Um, got nothing. That seemed to be a filler. I think a couple of people had canceled at the last minute. They didn't know what to do, so they just had this hot stove session. Um, there was one coach who was very honest. He's a single guy. He said, you know, he must be 45, 50 years old. I'm not sure if he's the head coach or assistant coach of Hamilton. Is it the Bulldogs? The, no, the ha- Hamilton. Uh, Steelheads. Steelheads. Steel- Steel no, steel workers or something? No, no. steel heads? Okay, yeah. Steelfish. Uh, Steelfish. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And um, he was he was the one guy that struck me as being completely honest and, and candid about how he's managed to move from team to team to team over the years and hold these jobs. He says, I'm single and I'm staying single. Yeah. <laughs> he says, that may come as a surprise to my girlfriend, but uh, she's got a 14-year-old or something. And he says, I'm very happy with this. I love my life and it's good for me. <laughs> Okay, and by the way, it couple, is the Bulldogs. Your OHL okay. team is the Bulldogs. Okay, which was an interesting comment because, of course, one of the questions that people always ask is, well, how do you get to where you are? You're willing to do it for nothing in the beginning. Uh, I guess so, and you've got to have a lifestyle that accommodates that. Yes. Um, speaking of lifestyle to accommodate, we have to get hold of Dave Leger one day and ask oh, him about his okay. his life in Elmira, New yeah. York. Get in touch with him. Yeah. For folks who don't know, Dave Leger is a longtime ODHAHEO guy, University of Ottawa coach and whatnot, and he's just taken on the head coaching job of Elmira in the East Coast Hockey League. Yes, that'll be interesting. Yes. So, um, the presentations... Not just Dave, we should get Darlene on, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyway, yeah, continue. The coaching presentations you saw at the OHL Coaches Conference. Japan, Hungary, and where was he the assistant assistant before that? Somewhere in the East Coast League again last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, last year, yeah. Okay. So. The, the presentations were, were pretty weak. The one presentation that stood out was by the current Oshawa Generals head coach, um, whose name escapes me. Oh. And he freely Come admitted, on. what? Is it <laughs> DJ? DJ, it DJ Smith? Smith? Yeah. Eh? Sounds right. Okay, DJ Smith? Okay. Well, you know him, don't you? Yes. Yeah. You should know these things. He's, he struck me as a very neat guy. Okay. He was very open, very friendly. He said straight out, I'm not used to talking to groups. Hockey players is one thing. A group of of adults and coaches is another thing. He brought along his video coach who operated the the tools to show video clips of his presentation while he talked over them, which was very good, which was the way it's supposed to be done. Perfect. And his presentation was because of that approach where he could focus on pointing things out while his video coach, who clearly knows what he's doing, yep. um, you know, stopped and started the, the video, uh, it worked quite well. Nice. Um, the rest of the presentations were really lame. The lunch was awful. Okay. <laughs> but DJ did such a good job that he's been hired by the Leafs, I believe. Has he? Yeah, he's now assistant coach of the Leafs. The new head coach there was the former assistant, Bob Jones, who was in Windsor oh. for many years, oh, played okay. in Windsor. He is now the oh, new okay. head coach. But I believe it was DJ who whose presentation you saw. Oh, no, no. Then it was Bob Jones. Oh, okay. It wasn't DJ. DJ is now, yes, you're right. Yeah, Jonesy's Jones. now the new head coach there. He played okay, in Windsor, yeah. and he was coaching in, in uh, okay. Windsor, and he was coaching in Oshawa as an assistant coach under okay. DJ before DJ went to the... To anyway, the he his presentation was the most relaxed. Oh, it was the most informative. Okay. It was... It was here, here, go ahead. But sir. there was nothing... But you know what, Greg? There was not one thing. If I'm coaching a Pee Wee Triple A team... That was my question. A, Midget double A team. Yeah. I'm leaving that going. There is nothing yeah. that I can use from that with my team. Well, that was my question. I was going to ask, what was the audience? Again, no name tags, but what levels were the coaches in the in the audience? And how many were there? 
Well, I, I, judging by the questions, I would say there were a lot of midget coaches. Okay. Um, and uh, judging by the ages of some of the coaches, it looked like they were dealing with younger teams, okay. uh, maybe peewee or so. There was no real stipulation on the application that you had to have coached a certain level. Right. I think they wanted to have AAA, but um, whether or not they got it, I, I'd be guessing. How many were there? Uh, maybe 35, maybe 40. So that that's the... the the dilemma from the presentation from the presenter's standpoint is okay what what i need to know my audience what what age group are they working with yeah and then do i tailor my presentation to that age group or do i simply do the presentation that joe birch you know wants me to do here that's tough they they didn't even ask like at no time did anybody say um so well what age groups am i dealing with here right or what level any are there house league coaches here because right. this is going to be way above your head or are you all midget triple a because this will be pertinent to what you do right there was no no attempt by any of the presenters to do that okay um, oh and rick wamsley presented as well okay the he former took, he took goaltending a, coach of the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, he took a couple of sort of mild, offhanded shots at the Sens. Oh, great. The, yeah. Where yeah. is he now? He's, he landed somewhere. I'm not sure where. Yeah, he's the OHL goaltending uh, consultant. Okay, he also works with Hockey Canada goaltending program as well. He's doing that too, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he, t- he talked about uh, how important it is to work the crap out of your goaltenders in practice because they need it. Oh, I know that. He, I watched him when I was in Calgary the first time around. The goalies were there. They invited some yes. 20 goalies, and they were going to chop that down to 12 who got to come to the summer right. camp. You and, told me about uh, yeah, this. Yeah, Wommer was out there doing, uh, like, bag skates for these poor goalies. They were Great. They were bag. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I, I think we're up against it time-wise here, are we not? Yes, we are. We are. Okay, so let's take one more break. We'll come back for the fourth segment. Maybe talk okay. a little bit about the HP1 that was held here in uh, Hockey Eastern Ontario. Sure. And uh, maybe we should do a little tee-up for uh, next week to what we're going to do next week. Does that make sense okay. to you there? Uh, everything's good down there in Brooklyn? Yeah. yeah so just uh, take okay. a Thank you. You going to a Nets game? Uh, you know, Islanders game? No? What? A who? The Nets and the Islanders. They play out of Brooklyn. No, wrong, yeah, wrong yeah, Brooklyn, yeah. Greg. Yeah, yeah wrong Brooklyn. Got uh, it. Yeah, yeah, grassroots got it. at tsn1200.ca at Coach Nag. He's Richard Burkison. I'm Greg Kennedy. Please stay with us. Grassroots, the minor hockey show continues right after this on TSN 1200. Welcome back to Grassroots, the minor hockey show with Richard Berkison and Greg Kennedy on TSN 1200. Greg, here we go. Fourth segment, first show. Yep, fourth season. Fourth season. This is 4 yeah. 1.4. <laughs> Version 4.1. Yeah. Okay. Welcome back. So we, we've been we've been talking about what we did for hockey this past summer. It's been pretty busy, actually, for both of us. Yes. Um, you did most of the traveling, and I just got in my car. You, you know, I had to go to Humber College. It took me an hour and a quarter to get okay. there. Okay, Berkey. I flew to Calgary, and it took me forever, So, and, and they lost my luggage somewhere. So I really, <laughs> really don't care about you driving from Whitby to Humber you're, College. You're not feeling my pain. No, you're not feeling not it, all. are you? Not at all. All right. I drove okay. from Riverside South to the Richcraft Sensplex right. to, to an HP1 clinic. Okay. I was That was exhausting. Poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. The the HP one. Yes. Which is in full form now after spending the last two, three, four years wondering when are we going to actually get the the AAA and junior coaches to have to do this and be certified and whatnot. Right. And the hammer has now come down. Yep. And I found out, and we were just talking about this off the air. I found out 
when I was in um, at the HP1 at Humber College that they give a deadline of October 31st for their written assignments. And the, the rationale was interesting. They've been doing it that way for a number of years. Yes. Everybody else had been doing it six months. Right. So if you do it in July, you're done by the end of December, early January. And uh, in the past years, uh, well, when it was the advanced one or even the advanced two, you were given six months by Hockey Canada yep. because there was no real need to hurry through the field assessment. Yes. It didn't have to be done right away. Correct? Correct. But now there are because, mandatory levels required. Yes. So it needs to be so done. N- so now uh, Hockey Canada has said, and the OHF is saying, and I guess HEO is now saying too, judging by what's on the HEO website right on the front page, uh, that you must have your written done by October 31st. And in that way, uh, we're able to get to your field assessments so that by the end of the season, you're good to go. Yeah, we, we all but guarantee that if your exam is in by the 31st, you will uh, it will be marked and your field assessment will be done okay. by, by season's right. end. Right. Because you need to be certified for the following season. If you're not, there's a whole bunch of hoops you have to go through and T's to cross and I's to dot and all that sort of thing if you're not. Well, technically they, have to, technically, they have to have an HP1 certified coach this year. Uh, yes. But you're granted sort of a, a little bit of a leeway. If you've taken the, if you've taken the uh, clinic and you've written the assignment and it's in, then you're you're okay for this season is the way I understand. Correct. It, correct? You are you yeah. are trained, not certified, and you will get certified right. by the end of the season. Is the whole right. plan. Yeah. We so, yeah. should spend a sh- we should spend a show one day, which we have not yet done, Greg, in the what a hundred shows or something that we've done, okay. uh, talking about the value of the HP experience for the typical coach. Sure. And the value of the HP experience. For the typical junior coach. Well, most of our crowd this year were junior coaches, head coaches and assistant right. coaches. We had, right, because they uh, have to. Yeah, we had 30, uh, and, and the majority of them were junior A CCHL guys. And uh, we went with three groups and three group leaders, and, and uh, the clinic was run out of the HEO office, so we used the boardroom for the, for the plenary sessions, and we had uh, you know a couple breakout rooms. And, uh, again, congested. You know, it's Friday night, 6 to 10. It's Saturday, you know, 8 to 5, Sunday, 8 to 5, and then come back next weekend and do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of good quality speakers were brought in or from within our own branch. And by all feedback we received, it was uh, it, it was a very good clinic. What I would like to know is if there is a junior A coach who's only coached junior A. Yeah. And there's a bunch in, in HEO, and there's a bunch everywhere. Yep. Um, who uh, would be candid enough to say whether or not this has been a valuable experience or just another hoop to jump through? Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you, two two of the head coaches that were there, we can certainly ask them and see if they're interested in coming on and, and chatting yeah. about it. Yeah, that's a great yeah, idea. The, the, and whether or not they would chat about it before their exam is marked. Sure. And I know, I, know, <laughs> I, I remember uh, two others who attended the one we did before in Cornwall. Yes. There, were, there were two CCHL head coaches at that one uh, in 2012. Was oh, I don't even know what year. Yeah, it was 2012 we went to Cornwall. And 2014, yes, that's right. 2014 right. was here and 2016 was here. Right. Um, but, yeah, we can. I can reach out to a couple of those guys and see if they're willing to, to share with us their experience and you know benefits yeah. uh, the, that they got the, out of it. The gut feeling I have is that uh, if you go back to the 2012 
uh, HP2 that we had. And there was a we, one. We had an HP1 and 2 right. side by side. Yeah. Um, those are mostly professional coaches, as in CIS. Yeah. Uh, major junior coaches. Well, there were a lot of CIS coaches. Like, uh, what's yeah. her name? Danielle. Um, so, no, not so, Joe. Uh, Goyette. Uh, and Danielle Goyette from she's uh, coaching yeah. the University of Calgary, I think. Yeah, and Gibby, Gibby was there from Queens. And uh, right, is he right. still there? Right. Yeah, he's still there. Yeah. Yep. Um, that they, they have a little bit different viewpoint on the value of the HP experience. Well, it's it's professional development versus you're making me do this. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, you know, yeah, that's pretty much and, it. And in a sense of a professional coach, because we say professional coach doesn't mean he's coaching professionally. He could be. He, he might not be. You know, a head coach of a Canadian university yes. is a professional coach. Correct. So yeah, it, that's professional development for them. Okay. Whereas others may look at it as you know somebody's dictated, mandated that I'm supposed to have this. Okay, I showed up. Right. So it would be interesting. That's a good point. I'll, you know, mm. we'll talk when we're done here and and sure and about who we can contact to come on. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, so anyway, we did run an HP one. None, none, uh, none of the none of the candidates have submitted their exam as of yet, but uh, we expect well, it was them to only start. A month ago. We expect them. I know. I know at least Two one of them. One was my assistant coach, and he's pretty much finished his exam. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but one was Steve Warren, who uh, I've just spoken to through the process, and he's working on. You don't his, know if you're allowed to say this, and you I just did, said yeah, it. Yeah, he's working on his exam. <laughs> Okay. You know, maybe Warren's he's somebody we have on. He had good things to say about the experience uh, on Twitter as well. So, you know, he, maybe he's somebody we get on here. Sure. Okay. We're, we're, he, we're he's used to talking on the radio. So, yeah, he's really. good at it. He's good at yeah. it. And he's got some really nice flooring in his new home. <laughs> okay. We're, uh, that's an inside sh uh, joke between you and I. Uh, yep. We are uh, wrapping up here, Burke. What are, we, what are we doing next week? What do you want to talk about? We're talking about we're, we're into the uh, tryout, sort out uh, type of season here in minor yeah. hockey. I'm on the ice this weekend. And um, certainly in HEO, uh, actually in this area where I am, they do their tryouts in the spring, and that's worth discussing too. Yeah, the, the, the pluses and minuses. I know the Senators at one time here, the uh, minor AAA Senators did spring tryouts, the Titans. One, one year, I think. Yeah, I was yeah. there that year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we could, we could talk about that, spring tryouts versus uh, fall tryouts. We can talk about sure. preparation and from the coach standpoint, from the player standpoint. What to, what goes through? We could talk about AAA, AA stuff next week, and then probably the following week, maybe we might want to get into some of the uh, sort out processes for house league sure. kids and how to get your kids ready for that. Yeah, Does that and how work? to survive? How to survive being cut or placed at the wrong level? Correct. Yeah, <laughs> and you and I have survived our first show done remotely. Yes, you from lovely downtown Brooklyn, Ontario. Myself from the studios here on George Street at TSN twelve hundred. Uh, we're done. We are done. Okay, well, this is the official thank you for listening. Uh, grassroots at TSN. Can you say it with a little bit more yeah, enthusiasm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grassroots at Thank TSN. Thank you, folks, for listening. Yeah. <laughs> okay, stop now. Grassroots right. at TSN1200.ca at Coach Neg. We thank you for listening to Grassroots the Minor Hockey Show on TSN 1200. Uh, on behalf of my friend Richard Berkison, who now lives in Brooklyn, Ontario, thank you for listening. We'll see you in the ring. This has been Grassroots, the minor hockey show on TSN 1200. Catch us again next weekend or get your Grassroots fix anytime with our podcast at TSN1200.ca.